Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Square Circle Podcast. I am your host, Marie Shadows. And this is somewhat funny as being a podcaster and having the podcasting life. Things happen. So I was in the middle of editing my AW All Out 2020 full review. And I realized that I did not talk about the main event, which was John Moxley versus NJF. We all know the outcome. And I think in there, I might have said spoiler alert for like what I was talking about. But I didn't fully go in depth with it. And that's wrong for you guys. But this is why I'm doing a separate podcast episode for that specifically. And then I realized I didn't talk about Chris Jericho versus Orange Cassidy in the Mimosa Mayhem match. How am I a podcaster? Life is fun. But let me just quickly jump into talking about Chris Jericho versus Orange Cassidy. This is their rubber match, as Chris Jericho likes to talk about it. They are fighting in a Mimosa Mayhem challenge match, which is just basically the size of the ring have these big pools of Mimosa, which is a combination of orange juice and a little bit of the bubbly. And whoever gets thrown in it wins the match. They could also win the match via pinfall and submission. It was a very good match, a very interesting concept. In the end, Jericho falls to Orange Cassidy by falling into the Mimosa pool, and that ends their feud. We move on to the main event of AW All Out pay-per-view, which is John Moxley, who is the champion. He's putting up the AEW World Heavyweight Championship against MJF. MJF has been campaigning for weeks, saying that they need a better person. He calls John Moxley a dictator. And MJF is the future, and he's going to bring 25 years of greatness to AEW. This match was very interesting. I like the buildup. I love the fact that John Moxley can adapt to any type of wrestling style or any type of fight style that happens within AEW. John Moxley is very versatile, and I totally enjoy that about him and his character. What I do want to shed some light on and talk about something interesting that's been happening in this match. There is the, what I like to call the headlock tactic, where we saw MJF always putting John Moxley in a headlock. This is a little bit special, and I think it's definitely in tribute to when Ricky the Dragon Steamboat faced Steve Austin in WCW in 1994. That's right. Before the Rattlesnake became Stone Cold Steve Austin in WWF, WWE, he also wrestled as Stunning Steve Austin in WCW. Their match is on YouTube, and if you watch that match, it is a masterpiece from start to finish. Everything was done correctly to the moves, to the story inside the ring, and the story was very, very simple. Steve Austin would try to get a leg up on Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Steve Austin did. However, Ricky would counter with a simple headlock. When you continue to do headlocks on your opponent, not only does that infuriate your opponent, but it also makes them unaware of their surroundings. The more time that you have to flip a guy over either on his side or on his back or on his belly while doing this headlock, it disorients them. And that is what Ricky the Dragon Steamboat was doing to Steve Austin in that match. That match, like I said, was phenomenal. It's one of the best matches to watch. You guys should definitely go watch it on YouTube. Ricky Steamboat versus Steve Austin, WCW 1994. So that little concept of the headlock to subdue your opponent so that way they don't get the upper hand on you was in this match with John Moxie versus MJF. 
So I thought that was pretty neat to talk about that. During the match, it looked like John Moxie had somehow dislocated his shoulder and then popped it back in, but he was probably still hurting from that. In my head, I'm like, why is everybody getting injured on this pay-per-view? MJF decides to bleed. This is when Warlow gets on top of the apron, distracts the referee, and decides to throw the ring championship into the ring, in the middle of the ring. And MJF finally sees it, and his eyes lock with John Moxley. And he has one of those expressions of like, oh, fuck. I'm not sure how this is going to work, but let me just grab the ring and let's uh, see what happens so that way he could probably cheat and get the belt. However, John Moxley had other plans. John Moxley used a paradigm shift that he was not supposed to because when he signed the AEW contract for this match, he was not supposed to use that at all during the match. However, since the referee's back was turned and whatever the referee doesn't see, John Moxley used it. One, two, three. John Moxley is our AEW champion still. That match felt really good. It felt really planned out and it delivered. It really, really delivered. Now, I promised my Twitter fans, you guys can go follow me at Marie underscore shadows over there, that I will relate this to a time that I had in WWE. That is right. Marie Shadows once worked for World Wrestling Entertainment in the networking logging department. So I helped create version two of the WWE Network. So how does my little mishap of podcasting and WWE life entwine in this little story that I'm about to tell you? Well, before I worked for WWE in their networking department, I watched NXT TakeOver, the New Orleans edition at home when I had the WWE Network. And I remember my exact feelings and my exact thoughts when it came time to rewatch it at work. So in the network logger department, you're basically sitting at a cubicle for eight hours and you're watching WWE programming. Every single thing WWE ever created, plus everything WWE ever bought and owned, you are there watching, you are there helping out the SEO. So that way when you guys search for a particular term on the WWE network, it comes out smooth. You know, it does that. So I was doing that for eight hours and they gave me NXT TakeOver New Orleans to watch the whole thing. Like I said, when I rewatched it, my thoughts were the same. My feelings were the same. So basically, this was the time when it was Ciampa versus Gargano for like a million times. And they kept turning from babyface to heel, babyface to heel. And the first time around, the story was great. I was into it. I was like, this is really good. And then as they kept going and going and going, I'm like, all right, I'm getting tired of this. I don't care about it. Like, there's nothing new to it. Why are you going to have the same guys turn on each other every single time? There's no story there. There's nothing new. There's no curveball. So I got completely taken out of it and just didn't like the whole entire story at all. I remember watching the NXT Championship match that featured Aleister Black versus Andrade Cien Almas, and I forgot, much like how this mini-podcast has its own episode, I forgot that Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa was on that card, and it was unsanctioned match. So I thought that I was done with my work because I got so immersed into watching a amazing professional wrestling match which was the NXT championship match 
and I forgot that this happened. So I sent it in to the supervisor. The supervisor checks over all of your work. And he called me over and he was like, why did you forget the unsanctioned match? And I was like, oh shit, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Let me just go back in and fix it again. Like it was, it was a simple mistake. Like I really did forget that it was there. The same time that I watched it in real life to when I work in WWE, I forgot again. So cool. Do it very quick. Send it back. He's like, thank you. But everyone in WWE talks about everyone, whether you know it or not. And there's something that someone says about you to someone else anyway, but it's not like you hear it. You just know. I knew because the boss of the WWE network logging department talked to me one-on-one privately and was wondering what was going on and why did this happen? And I'll tell you right now that like WWE culture is so weird that you should just be straight up with somebody and be like, Hey, I heard from the supervisor that you forgot such and such, you know, um, you know, why is that? I remember it as like trying to fish it out of me. And then I had to explain to him that I told him honestly, like the whole entire time I was at WWE, I was honest with everybody about professional wrestling. I basically mentioned that I found it boring and I totally forgot that there was an unsanctioned match between Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. That's not a knock to those guys. They're very great wrestlers and I really do enjoy their work. It's just the way they were booked and the storytelling was flat and it was boring. So I tell the boss my truth about this and I basically follow it up with, you don't think that I'm kicking myself in the ass by forgetting something that was supposed to be there recorded and I had to go back and do it. Like I was beating myself up more about it because I'm a professional at the end of the day and I want to do the work and produce the work that they expect of me. You know, I don't want to make a simple mistake and, you know, be blamed for it. And then when I told him that, well, not the part of that don't want to be blamed for it. Like no one wants to be blamed for shit. But when I told him that I'm kicking myself in the ass way more than you trying to scold me, he left it at that. And he accepted that as, you know, me being sorry. Like I was truly sorry that I forgot to do the SEO on this, but the supervisor already told me, Hey, do you mind like to redo it? You know, it's okay. You know, you forgot. Okay. Just go do it. Bam. You know, like what was the really big problem about still completing it? I missed it, but I I still completed it. And that's how I felt with this one that I totally forgot two matches. And this is my little story of what happened in WWE and this here and how life intertwines and you know you just go with it you roll with it i am my own worst critic and i was like that in wwe but then again with my passion for all professional wrestling i defended wrestling no matter what and i know that they did not like the fact that i said that that match was boring but you know i don't care because obviously they don't care enough to want to try to make something better and throw curveballs at us, but they want to give us the same repeated shit on television. So that's my story. 
of why me missing two matches in my AW All Out review fits with my story at WWE. And that's all, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening to the Square Circle Podcast. I am your host, Marie Shadows, and I hope you enjoyed that lovely story between real life and podcasting. As always, make sure to share this podcast. Let me know your feedback, and I'll see you guys in the next one.